Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today, our special guest is Anna Mamalaki. Now, Anna was one of my early guests pre-COVID. That's how long ago it was. So that seems a, a world away from where we are now. But just a bit about Anna first. Um, Anna's quite a seasoned organisation transformation people oper operations consultant. Um, she's recognised as one of the global experts in employee engagement, and that's how we—that's what we spoke about last time. And she's recognised within the 101 global employee engagement influences as within that the top hundred, which is great. She also is in the Thinkers 360 list of top business-to-business -business thought leaders to follow in 2021. So I hope everyone's been following her in 2021 because we're near we're nearing it. So I'm sure she'll be there as well as in 2022. But Anna's also um, in the top 10 of Thinkers 360 in HR rankings. She's very well known in the Silicon Valley HR community, um, is qualified executive coach and has a vast multicultural experience. So she, I, know, I think pretty certain, I think she worked in Greece at one point and other parts of Europe and around the world and so forth. So she's very well experienced in all matters, human resources and people. So Anna, welcome to Soul Inspire Leadership's podcast. How are you? Thank you, Rose, for your generous introduction. And I hope that uh, our listeners will detect my multicultural background through my accent. And Certainly I hope that do. they will... <laughs> And they will probably detect also my uh, multi-expertise uh, on transforming organizations through the things that we're going to discuss. Yeah, and, and leading up that discussion, we're just thinking about what we'll, what we'll talk about specifically. And it's just about the fact that we've got, we're, we're, just, we're sort of coming out, different countries at different levels, but we are coming out of that COVID situation. I, and I actually reluctantly talk about it, eh, because you hear, you've heard so much about it. But mm -hmm. the, the essence is we're talking about because Anna gets involved in change management like I do. The fact that, like it or, like it or not, the organisation has changed. It hasn't been a specific necessarily change project, but it has changed because people have changed. There is no question. Your employees have changed. Um, now, it's up to leadership as to whether... And that change is not really one direction. It's probably loosely in a, in a direction. But now it's up to leadership to harness that change and get it and steer it in a way that you want that's best for the organisation. And whatever form that is and how you operate going forward, it'll be a mixture. And I, I, there again, I don't like using the word hybrid because everyone seems to use it. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a mixture of how you want to best effectively run your organisation. And that will, and there won't be a set model because it will come back to the leadership and the culture and the industry that those that the organisations are in. It, it, you might get ideas from others, but at the end of the day, you've got to build your own, what's best for that organisation and the people working within it. So, Anna, so I know it's one of your passions and the talking about the, I know I've seen on uh, social media that you talk about um, the great, the great uh, move and everyone's moving around and resigning, all that. And that's happening globally to a point. Whether it's happening as much as everyone talks about, it probably is. Because everyone says they're going to resign, whether they do is another question. But the fact is, 
people have changed and people are moving. There's no question about that. So how do you see things moving forward when, to, to, for, for companies to harness that energy of change and ride with it to their benefit? Well, first of all, in order to showcase how much uh, fundamentally things uh, have changed uh, regarding how an organization should really uh, drive things forward, mm. I would like very much to bring up a, a learning piece. Um, uh, very much an organization is uh, really the value proposition, what really brings to, to the clients and yeah. the society. And the value proposition is very much uh, what is the benefit that they offer to their clients and the society overall. And the clients themselves have changed. They have That's changed right. uh, yeah. Yeah, what they want and when they want it and how they want it. Yes. So we're, we're talking about the new value proposition for the company. So even the strategy of a corporation has been fundamentally changed right now or should change in order to respond to this different environment. Then this value proposition is very much enabled by three things. The people, the processes, and the technology. And I will start from the last. Technology is, I mean, exponentially changing right now, exponentially. Yes. I mean, yeah. we're going to be very much uh, communicating, I mean, really participating into uh, to work uh, uh, things through AI very soon, mm. a couple of years. That's so, right. So if technology is so much drastically changing and so exponentially uh, uh, at an exponential pace, and then... Uh, I'm going to uh, uh, stay with the other, the two Ps, the processes and the people. The processes uh, 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 is very much uh, the way to materialize the things that you want to do. And you first have to very much lean upon what is really the people aspect. Um, right. The people yeah. themselves have really changed what they want uh, for their lives because they've, they've been through a, a very um, impactful uh, pandemic that change their perception about how they deal with the life. I hear people that they mm -hmm. tell me that I realize that I can really live with less money. Uh, so I don't want to go to work and miss uh, uh, my children mm -hmm. or miss really things from their lives. So there are, there, there are people that they, were, they had menial jobs, uh, not earning not that much, that they decided to live with less money and not work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a, a, a fast food uh, um, uh, store um, that uh, hung out a sign. We do not have any staff. That's why mm. we're closed. So um, that is a real thing. Uh, it's a real thing that people have uh, really changed their preferences. And even those that they do want to continue working, they they want to do it a little bit more uh, on their terms. So they really like the fact that they could be closer to their family right. while working yeah. at home and they don't want to go get to go back to the office. Mm. Um, also, those that they do want to go back to the office, they want much more realistic and empathetic relations compared to the past. So to what extent the culture of a company and the way that they treat mm. their people ensures these kind of work conditions. So it's something, it's something that uh, a corporation should be reconsidering. And starting from, from that reconsideration, they need to revisit a lot of processes and policies that they have. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's spot on. I mean, it's critical that, because it, it starts with the people. You can't force um, 
the processes on people. It's about what's the best process to get the people most effectively operating within us. But you've made a good point there too, is if all the employees are changing the way they think, they're also consumers. So businesses have to then be aware that the consumer's thinking is changing as well. That's the services they provide. So it's a, it's a total dynamic of change where people's thinking has changed as a, in their work habits as well as their spending habits. So um, And so it becomes that how do we embrace that and ride that rapid rather than <laughs> look for calm water because there is no calm water. That's, well, uh, it is true that I, I can I can see that companies are very much changing their operating mm. model. So imagine, for example, when all the restaurants uh, here started serving alcohol on the street, yeah. uh, uh, creating uh, small kiosks, uh, and they were serving people outside on the street. Uh, that is a very different operating model than uh, what U.S. had for the last uh, hundred years. I mean, yeah, yeah. seventy years. So. That is, that is a, a drastic change. And that required change from uh, a change of policies from the cities, uh, um, uh, from the city itself, uh, change of uh, processes regarding how they do things within the restaurant. Mm -hmm. So this is exactly uh, for the corporations themselves. So you have a technology company and you have very much a hyper uh, hypersecurity systems in order to make sure that all the technology stays within the company. And then suddenly everyone has to work from home. So that yeah. means a huge investment on technology, for example, to the very least. Yeah. yeah and like the one, one other interesting thing I, I think too is that people get into comfort zones and it becomes that that um, fact that oh yeah I'm, I'd love to, I'd love to move I'd love to do this but I'm and I'm sick of the travel but I just do it because I'm in the zone of doing it you sort of repeat that's what I did last week that's what I'll do this week and you don't want to disrupt your own comfort zones but now everyone's been disrupted <laughs> so once you've been disrupted you think well now I've been disrupted now what am I going to do I, I'm not in my comfort zone so I can now this is my time to do something that I want to do and that's what's feeding all this it's it's because otherwise you want to do that want to change but oh no i couldn't be bothered i've got time I'll, I'll i'll turn up at a meeting i'll do that i'll do this i'll do that because that's what you're used to doing it's habit now your habit's been broken and i can tell you everyone's there sitting going well what's my new habit going to be rubbing the hands thinking now how creative can i be and that's the bit you've got to harness it's well, uh, it's a great thing uh, what you bring up because I see it very much. At this point, there is a, a huge expansion of companies trying to capitalize on this disruption. Mm. And they are very much introducing multiple uh, um, new systems, first of all, technology systems, and second, uh, very much uh, new uh, processes. Um, so they try very much to respond or utilize the disruption that uh, exists over there. The thing is not only to really uh, utilize the opportunity, but also utilize it towards a direction that will serve, uh, first of all, um, your value proposition as a company, yeah. and second, your purpose as a company. Because sometimes uh, um, uh, companies really miss the target. 
just because they they're not very purposefully doing things yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, really uh, having an array of of technology introductions implementation plans and so on uh, but these all these things not being buttoned up to 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 the target that you want to reach over there which serves a purpose because nowadays the consumers as well as the employees they really want to see your purpose and they really uh, uh, seek for a higher purpose than just earning money yeah that's right they, they all yeah. have a purpose but it's just money right i mean yeah. money money's important because you can't stay afloat without it but that's not the name that's that's as a consequence of your purpose being fulfilled not as that is the the, the, the main game that's just that's just there but you're right uh, there again it's part of this reflection well, if I'm going to deal with companies, then I want to deal with the companies I that that have a have a meaning and actually add value to the world, not take value away. And that's and there again, it's yeah, it's just, it's the change of mindset of how you're going to drive a business. Uh, sometimes companies really struggle um, because you might have an enlightened leader that really gets it right from the start and. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, very much instills a wonderful purpose within the organization. Yeah. But it's not always like that. And the purpose might exist, but it's not really uncovered and very much at the surface. Mm. Because I was talking with uh, a very a, a wonderful uh, CEO of a company, uh, and he was very much in the business of, of uh, uh, fleet management. And uh, you don't see really a higher purpose into that. Uh, he was telling me, Anna, I mean, there is no higher purpose in that, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as we were discussing and he was realizing the things that his company was doing and how he was contributing to certain areas, he started to realize that he might be really contributing something important and without realizing. And, and the, there is no way that a company, any company, does not contribute to the society. There is no way. Why? Mm. Because anything that a company really produces, either a product or services, has a huge influence to the society as a whole, either mm. because it might influence habits or it might really create a mindset or it might really uh, uh, has an impact. Yeah, and it yeah. has an impact uh, uh, even, even not with the products but also with the culture itself, because what the employees experience within the work environment is something that they take back to their family and it's being reproduced to their kids and so on. So we're talking that right. the company yeah. is, is producing mindsets, a company is producing a culture. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's really having a, a much more, it's, it's really much more purposeful and impactful than it realizes that it is. That's right. And now, now people now in their reflection, if that if that if that's not congruent with their own values, then that that's what they're resisting. Where that where once it was just oh that's what you do, but now we're resisting. So they look at it if they believe it's adding value to me, positive value to the to the environment and to people, at, the world at large. Then that's 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 it. Now if I, you're talking about the fleet management. I would have thought first thing I would have thought of is if there's a real value purpose, it's the fact that you can reduce the, the uh, carbon footprint of fleet management, which is critical, right? So you're helping organizations reduce that 
That to me, and that's that's purposeful. That's enormous. Yeah, I yeah, mean, we're talking about doing. a climate uh, really change that has such an enormous impact on our yeah. on our uh, uh, Earth on our planet. Mm. And uh, he's talking that he doesn't have a purpose. I said, yeah. mm, okay, yeah, let's yeah, revisit. That's right. <laughs> of course you have. How do you re help companies reduce? The wastage and all that sort of stuff that just burns energy for no reason. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why really organizations need a little bit of help of, of putting things in, in some order. So, that's why I brought right from the start of our uh, discussion mm. how these things connect uh, the one to the other. Because, I mean, of course, it's not their job. They don't see how these things are connecting the one to the other. So, they don't know how to tackle each thing in order to achieve what they want. Because, uh, I, I mean, an engineer uh, by, uh, by profession knows what to touch in order to achieve the result uh, that he or she wants, yeah, yeah. Uh, but doesn't know the organizational part, how to deal with that and what to touch in order to change things to the way that he or she wants them to be. Mm. Yeah, and, so, and sometimes, like, you get caught up in your own, like, little view of the world, and that's the value of you and I. And we, we talk as consultants and coaches that just ask the questions because we're not emotionally attached to that organisation. It's not our baby, it's your baby. And sometimes parents get very, very one-eyed with their children, right? But others can see what children are necessarily doing right or wrong that the parents don't see. So it, it gives them an opportunity by, by questioning to get them to reflect in a bigger way, in a more objective way that on their baby, which is the organisation. So it's, and, and yeah. right now, it, the staff are reflecting, consumers are reflecting. Are you reflecting as a leader? Or are you still stuck that, oh, we'll go back to what we're doing? Like it's, have you shifted? That's the key in your thinking, yes. Yeah, and I like that you already had a triplet of, of benefits that one can have by moving out of the square that he or she is. Mm. So uh, bringing someone with expertise on how things are being done and not trying really to uh, uh, behave as if he or she has the expertise on organizational change. Second, uh, very much uh, bring uh, someone that is an outsider so that has a clear and much more um, open mind to things. Mm. And third, uh, have an inquiry mind and ha have someone to help you having an inquiry mind towards that direction, which you cannot have by yourself. Uh, that is a, that is a huge triplet that you brought up over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, 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 it's there again. It's strange to be the uh, time will tell on how who changes and who doesn't. Everyone will change, like the organisations will change, no doubt. But who changes in a way that the rap we're down the rapids, but but I want to at least ride those rapids that's going to add value to the organisation, not just ride them and get tossed here and there and not really adding any value. Time will tell over the next three, four years. Matter of fact, probably two years. I don't think it's going to be that long. It's going to be quite um, quite, quite obvious. And I, it, it takes up that, to me, I think, I, I do believe in the next two or three years will be a lot of mergers and acquisitions because, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, that this, it's, you're riding the rapids, but uh, maybe you have to get another boat because you haven't ridden it properly. So, or, or whatever, but it's certainly an opportunity like anything. Um, it's just that you either run with it or you don't. And I just, I just think there's going to be a lot of, lot of movement within the organisations and industries uh, around the world. 
And a merger might also really prove uh, to be a good move uh, in case you don't uh, really have uh, um, the expertise or the mm. infrastructure uh, to go about a very changing environment. So it might be also a good move as well. It doesn't have yeah, to be a hostile no, thing. No, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and actually, in some, some respects, it, it, it could actually work a lot more easily than what it has done in the past, where you get two organisations that are uh, processed like they're, they're structured in their, their, in their processes, et cetera. At the moment, everything's up for grabs. It's all fluid. So therefore, there's the time for two companies to merge if there's value because you're both very fluid and you can build something as one organisation from scratch rather than two fixed mindsets now to, now to change into one mindset or one culture. So it's... To me, it's a, a very good time over the next year or so to be actually merging. And, and you bring up also something important that we really need to also uh, make sure that the audience uh, really isn't very much informed about it. Mm -hmm. Having a, really a, a methodical approach to do things uh, ensures that you don't leave things out, so you don't miss things. Um, in case, for example, uh, the situation is fluid, or an organization is really very much in that um, turmoil, in that disruptive situation, they want to do things. If they don't methodically really move forward, they're gonna miss so many things. Mm -hmm. The methods have been developed in order uh, for any anything, let's say it's organizational transformation, is it change? Is it very much uh, enhancing your people capabilities? Is it very much how you very much refine your workforce strategy? Whatever you do, if you do it methodically, then you don't miss anything, yeah. uh, either uh, uh, indirectly or directly uh, uh, influencing uh, the situation. Um, it, and also, if you do it methodically, you ensure that it will also stay put where, where what you do will stay put there. Um, I see a lot of um, 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 things, uh, not a lot, but I've seen uh, um, uh, things that have been done yeah. not in a methodical way. And then they call me or they call uh, uh, people from my company in order to fix things and make them right. Uh, yeah. And the heart then is really serious and you try really to minimize the losses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and methodically doesn't necessarily mean that you in a very tightly woven structure, it means that you, when you reflect, you do it in a methodical way. Yes. You're riding the rapids, but when you reflect on the rapids you're going down, you're not just being sucked by the rapids. You're actually methodically checking A, B, C, all the points that you need to be considering what's, what's happening to those points right at the moment. Mm -hmm. What's our direction? What's our skill level, our competency levels? What's our... What's our, how, how are our resources? How are they affected? How are the staff's motivate? Like you, you look at the big picture every time something happens. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and whatever we do, I mean, there is a different uh, um, uh, kind of, of method and approach. I mean, when I do coaching, I very much follow specific models so that I don't miss any opportunity yeah, that's to right. help to help an executive but when i do for example change i make sure that i start with the first of all uh, with an, uh, a risk assessment and then yeah. with an impact assessment yeah. so that you make sure that you understand how this is very much uh, falling into into um, into order 
uh, and then you you very much start creating your uh, strategic plan on how you're going to implement things. Uh, if you don't follow the steps in, in each of the case, um, um, uh, you, you, you're gonna miss things. So that's right. That's right. It's so important. Yeah. Look, and on that note, on that note, uh, well, I'll have to. Uh, we've got got to our time now. So we might, if we've got more to say, Anna, there's no reason why we have to wait two years to have you back again. For two and a half, three <laughs> years, I think it is, we'll, we'll yeah. get you back in the new yeah. year because there's always plenty to talk about. There's plenty of things happening. So, look, yeah. Anna, um, thanks so much for joining us today. And I thank all the, all the listeners out there. Um, and we, we're, we're downloaded, I wouldn't uh, yeah, probably 80 we're just close to 90 countries now we get downloaded from time to time. So it's always good the fact we've got a good spread of people who listen. So that's it's it's good. Very pleasing that we're helping people around the world. So that once again, Anna, thanks for being a guest on Soul Inspired Leadership's podcast. And until next time, we thank you very when much. We have a chat. Thanks. Thank you. And thanks thank for you. listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.